Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Glenn. Morning, brother. Help. Let's jump in, man. Help. Hey, great seeing you again. Yeah, good to be here. Help with what? You, help. You, I you need, need help. more help? Yeah, I need some inspiration this morning. Help is the best word. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we're we trying to work through, want to want to hit all the steps and, and have uh, some guests in here. But but I tell you, I need your help today. I uh, You shared something not too long ago, and uh, it was an analogy of uh, of of life that uh, that I really that I really interested me, and I found that I kept I kept referring back to it in my own head, and so I need you to I need you to reframe it for me. I need you to reposition and represent it. I guess. Uh, tell me about tell me about the difference between being a right hander and a left hander. I I just love this analogy. It it really played well for me. You mean other than what set of golf clubs to buy? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man, this you know. So for me, you know, just to recap, you know, this is, uh, you know, we walk the sober path of recovery, right? It's not a destination; it's a journey. It's it's something we do every day. I do a bunch of things, twenty two things to to stay sober, and you know. Um, and, and for me, it wasn't a light switch, mm-hmm. right? You know, it wasn't, and, and I learned that early back in my first re- rehab years ago. You know, I was dying to get through the steps and get back to work and get back to my normal life and maybe learn how to drink normally again, right? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and, and boy, how foolish that was. No, right? that, that was certainly at the back of my mind as well. I thought, okay, maybe I overshot this whole sobriety thing. Maybe, you know, maybe this program is going to help me be able to be a wine sipper. And Yeah, I want some tips. And, yeah, right, right. All I want is a glass of wine, right? Yeah. But, so, you know, one of the things, you know, and, and this kind of evolved, this whole right-hand, left-hand thing evolved over time. Uh, but my, my, my first rehab, there was a dude there, and we'll have to drop his stuff in as a bonus, guy just named Dr. Kevin McCauley. He was a um, surgeon or, or a physician for the Air Force or Navy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he went through his own, I don't want to tell his story, but he went through his own problems, and he went through a rehab program called um, Leavenworth. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he ran into some problems with his own addictions. And, and he came out, he, he, he purposed his life, you know, for helping people get, you know, sober and, 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 and also learn about the brain chemistry and about addiction and the addiction model and things like that, right? So really smart guy. He, he gave a lecture every Saturday while I was in rehab. So I, I heard the same lecture four times and I was glued and, you know, some of it talks about rats and some of it talks about, you know, the inner brain mm-hmm. and the frontal cortex and all that stuff, neurotransmitters. And so what I learned was, you know, when, when I think about drinking, you know, over time, booze really worked for me a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, what, what, what I learned was that was ingrained in my inner brain. Mm-hmm. Right. They. They also call it the crock brain. They call it the fight or flight, you know, fuck or feed, you know, type of, you know, it's where the inner decisions are made, right? Okay. 
So what I learned is as I was going through situations in life, life, you know, situations that would overwhelm me, right? That inner brain, before I, the frontal cortex makes some nice sexy decisions, right? Process, what am I gonna do first? What am I gonna do second, right? What am I gonna do today? That's all frontal cortex. Mm -hmm. but, but when it comes to fight or flight, right? That's the inner brain. And what I had programmed my inner brain was that booze worked. You know, when I had stress, when I, when I had a situation I wanted to escape from, booze was a solution. That was in my inner brain. Sure. So, you know, that's over time, and this is only the whole right-hand and left-hand thing is only recent. Um, but, but what I learned, you know, again, remember, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, I am on the slow train. Um, but, you know, and, and this really came about working with, with folks and then talking to some of their spouses and trying to explain why they can't get it, right? Why they just, you know, can't make a decision. I recently told my 14-year-old, my you, know, you know, about my, my drinking. And she looks across the table and she goes, well, if you know that, it's harmful. Why don't you just not drink? Yeah, right. Why, why do I have to go to these meetings? Why do I have to do stuff? You know, and, and it's like, oh, Mother it's such, oh, such a great you know, point. But I'm, I'm programmed, right? So what I related that to, because I'm trying to describe this process, right, and why I have to do 22 things. And sometimes I'm trying to convince myself why I have to do 22 things. And, and, and for me, it's, it's a process. And what I can relate that to is I'm a right-hander. You know, my whole life I've been a right-hander, 50 years, you know, 50-some years I've been a right-hander. Um, you know, and, and I don't know if that's in the chromosomes, I don't know, but, but my brain knows that I'm a right-hander. Mm -hmm. and, and so now, in sobriety, living sober, you know, so being a right-hander, that's Glenn being a drinker, mm -hmm. right? So now in sobriety, I have to learn how to live, how to be a left-hander. Um, and, and, and so many things as I was trying, all my relapses, you know, all the times I went to detoxes and hospitals, you know, I was trying, you know, different ways, easier ways, the softer, easier path to do this, right? And I always got terrible results. Um, you know, so I started relating, hey, I have to learn how to live life as a left-hander, right? Um, my natural instinct is right-hander. So as a left-hander, so hey, and I've shared this. It's no no secret. For the first for the first year of my sobriety, I took gain abuse. Mm -hmm. The way I look at it, that's the same thing. It's taking my right hand and hiding it behind my back. Yeah, tying, right. tying it behind my back. Sure. Right. So I can't even use it. Right. Right. So there's no option to use it. Mm -hmm. You know. So then I started to learn. You know, in those situations, I would I'd be pulling at my arm, sure. trying to pull my right hand out. I can't get it out, so I have to use my left hand. Right. So that's when I started to really realize, you know... The depth of the struggle. Yeah. Right. And, and because your natural instinct is to go to that right hand. I'm a right-hander. Right. And um, so, so then I started to learn situations where I wanted to use my right hand, but then I'd say, well, I got to figure out how to use my left hand right. during these situations. And, and that's been the process, right? I really rely on progress not perfection you know mm -hmm. that's my mantra that's our mantra that's everybody's you know mm -hmm. mantra that and it takes a lot of pressure off so there's two things first of all are you getting better at signing the check with the left hand and in other words that was a joke but are you getting better at, at responding with your left hand now obviously it was hard at first but is it getting more natural is your penmanship better now with your left hand 
and is is really my when does the struggle stop is is my, I guess my ultimate question. So the struggle certainly stops. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess it's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it it took a long time. You know, I took antabuse for a year and then I went off antabuse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then I had to. You know, then then my, my right hand was dangling, sure, right? But sure. I still had to use my my left hand. Um, yeah, I mean, it it took a long period of time. I, I will say today, I can live life comfortably today, go through my day using my left hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for a long period of time, it was very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Now it's more natural, right? right? Um, however. You know, if I was walking on the sidewalk um, and somebody threw something at me, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is where the inner brain, the crack brain comes out. I'm still a right-hander. Mm-hmm. Your and, right hand's going to go up, right? Yeah. And, and, and I can feel that in certain situations of my life today. Mm-hmm. As I live through life and somebody wings something at me or, you know, I have a really, it's a complicated term for it, but I call it my fuck it moments. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, when I get a fuck it moment... You know, yeah, my right hand, my instant sure. reaction is what my inner brain knows. Mm-hmm. Before I can use my frontal cortex and all those sexy yeah, right. 22 tools Pro- that process, I use. Right. Yeah, and let me process. Process your emotions. Let me Glenn. call my sponsor. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, this is, and, and, and I love Dr. McCauley, how he describes it. He says, man, when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and every ounce inside of you, every fiber of your being says, I want to drink, and you start to sweat and you start to feel it, you know, and, and your whole body tenses up, you know, I mean, that's the working of the inner brain. Sure. You know, the hypochondriac, you know, I, I, dude, I'm not that level of a doctor, but, um, you know, so, so, you know, I have found that the 22 things I do a day, a week, you know, t- to stay sober, that that helps me keep my right hand in my pocket. Right, and helps train your left hand to course through life a new way. You know, it's, way. it's, it's uh, my left hand has been conditioned. Right. You know, um, it's just, you know, in fact, it's, this is a hilarious story. I hope we have time for it. But, um, you know, I'm working with a, a sponsee and I'm telling them, you know, it's a, a new sponsee and, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, the promises, right? Mm-hmm. I always start with the promises. Mm. You know, it's like reading the last chapter of the book, right? And, um, you know, because I want to give folks an, an idea of what they're working, doing all this stuff for, right? So I let them read the last chapter of the book and, okay, let's fill in the book, right? So I told him, I said, you know, I said, hey, look, I want you to write out your analysis of the ninth steps. Mm. Every word. Mm-hmm. Write out what every word means to you, what you feel about every word. There is no right or wrong answer. Let's just get a baseline, right? Mm-hmm. And then I tell them, write it with your left hand. Literally. Literally. Okay. So I have seen some absolute garbage writing because, you know, and, and I, I make them write it out on a piece of paper with their, left, with their hand. left hand. But I think it's a good visual, right? It's a good exercise to yeah. say, hey, here's what I'm going to be doing. And, and what, what we learn is when we work these steps and, you know, engage with each other and, and, and continue on the sober path, um, wherever you are on the sober path, mm-hmm. um, that I became, we become better using our left hand. 
Right. And just like when I go to the gym, my right arm's stronger than my left. Sure. Right. But if I'm going to the gym now and I'm working on my You're left arm, on your left arm, it's pretty eventual. soon my left arm is going to be stronger than that right arm. Sure. You know, so you so, know, Glenn, for for um, for the next couple of minutes, you know, I I need to ask you. So you, your analogy was you're walking down the street, somebody whips a ball at you. At, 60 miles an hour, your right hand's going to go up, right? It's headed towards your head. Your right hand's going to go up. That's your natural instinct. I think what you're trying to say, if I get you right, is life is going to throw you a fastball or a ball to the head, a death, a business deal gone bad, uh, a car broken down, a, a death in the family, uh, illness or, or a strained relationship. All these things are going to happen. For, for I've known you for quite some time now. And I don't see the strain and the stress with you using the left hand. You know, I, I think that, that when we agreed to do these coffees, uh, part of the reason that, that I was so excited to do this is because I think we're two guys that uh, are quite comfortable in the, the joy that sobriety brings. And, and yeah, it takes as you like to say, 22 things. It takes you working on your left hand versus your right hand. It, it takes things like doing steps, working with the sponsor, all these things. I just want to spend a couple of minutes just talking about the freedom, the relief, and the joy that is in your life now. And, and if I'm overstating it, tell me where the struggle is because I, I know a lot of people who quit drinking and they're not happy. They're, right and maybe mm, yeah. happy you know uh, we i love a, i got a good friend in the program who says you know happy uh, this is not a feel good program this is a get well program right and so it's not about necessarily feeling good but you understand what i'm saying people are grumbling around saying oh yeah i'd be better if i could drink over it you know well hey there was certainly a period of time great question by the way um i think that's a a double espresso hmm <laughs> question um yeah for a period of time i was miserable um and i i I, was, I shouldn't use that word miserable i was challenged mm -hmm. um because and and still some this is a crazy part there's some times today i still think about this mm -hmm. um you know when when i'm using my left hand and this is early on not so much today but early on i'm using my left hand you know metaphorically i guess mm -hmm. that's the right word mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm i'm using my, my my left hand to do something and my brain the head trash mm -hmm. is telling me, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're so much better at that with your right mm -hmm. hand, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, hey, I'm in business, and sometimes I get stuck on, you know, five-hour calls, right? right? Um, that that maybe I'm not leading, I'm just participating, and, you know, hey, I lose, you know, I get distracted. And, and, and there's times when I'm sitting there thinking, man, a cocktail, man, Glenn, remember. Right. Remember when you used to have your big solo cup you know, and you'd have one or two of those during these calls. Remember how smooth these calls went? Remember sure. how focused you were? And you just, Starts looking sexy, and, and doesn't you were it? patient. Yeah, sure. that's, a, right. that's a head trash, right? Yeah, right. So, you know, that's kind of a, a struggle early on is is as I'm using my left hand and, and seeing, hey, this doesn't feel natural. Mm -hmm. This isn't natural. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy with the result because my my brain doesn't remember the time I puked during some of those calls, sure, right? Sure. What my brain remembers is the 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 positive, fun, you know, boost that I got from using my my right hand. So so now I look at the results of my left hand, and I'm not happy with because I'm only comparing them to the cream to the cream time sure. of when I use my my right hand. Mm -hmm. But but it's a it, it, you know it's a good visual and and 
you know, there, there's a guy in our program, and I, I borrow, you know, there's rarely an original thought. But, you know, he uses the term, we we learn how to suffer better. Right, you know? right. So there's, there's times when I'll write something out left-handed, and it looks like garbage. And, you know, hey, what I know today, the facts that I have seen... Is the more diligent I am using my left hand, the more I commit, and the more I surrender and say, "Hey, I'm a left-hander." Right. The better things get, and yeah, I had to sit through a ton of badly written, you know, notes with my left hand. You know, until today, you know what? I can somewhat read them. Right. You know? Right. And and I've also lowered my my standard. You know, I, I tell my wife that I'm a 92% guy. Okay. And she says, "Why is that?" I said, "Because." I'm not perfect. I said, I'll never hit perfect. I said, anything I do in life, I'm going to do it 92%. But you're such an alcoholic mind. 92. What, what made you settle on 92 and not, not 88? Well, because 88's a B. Oh, Right? <laughs> so I have kids, and, and you know, we're all, all focused on grades. B's a, B's a passing grade. Yeah, it's certainly passing, and B is good, right? Yeah. Uh, but my, my, my whole life, I was the 120% guy. Right. Which is bullshit because you can't give 120%. No, you can't. Right. So, so you know, I just, but, but that coaches me of saying, hey, I'm okay being okay. You know, I'm okay mm-hmm. delivering good. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be great. I don't have to be the best. I don't have to be, you know, superstar outstanding. Yeah, isn't that? You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm the 92% guy, and she laughs because everything I do around the house, she can point something wrong. I'm like, well, that's a 7%. That's, you know, it, it, it's free. So when, when you talk about freedom, sure, you know, when, when you start to change and change your way of thinking and looking and the more you use your left hand, you know, the easier it becomes, the less you want to use your right hand, you know, and the better results that you end up getting. Right. You know, I, I think about that during the hard times, but what I loved how you brought out as well, you got to think about it in the good times. For me, my first year of sobriety delivered multiple deaths in in my circle of influence, mm. close circle, and literal, you know, life death, yeah. and and I had business changes and and car, you know, I had all these these things happening, and I seem I seem to not uh, raise my right hand. I seem to raise my left hand during those times. But boy, as you pointed out, it was some of the quieter moments that I was raising my right hand because I thought all of a sudden I, I made this out to be a bigger, better thing. This fancy glass, you know, alcohol in a glass with rocks. I drank out of a brown paper bag for Pete's sake. <laughs> what was, where, where yeah, did I even geez. have the memory of a, of a fancy rock glass? It's, it's, I don't it's just know. amazing what the, what the brain does. And, yeah. and, and here's one, one last final thought. Yes. Um, and, and again, this is the faith in fact, right? right. This is to having the faith in people in the room. And I watch them get through any situation right. in life. Right. Without having without to take a drink. Up. Yep. You know? And then as I, you know, as I started to see my own facts, yep. I started to get through little situations. Right. And, and I'm like, hey, I didn't drink through that. I used to, I used That's to get right. bombed through those situations. Right. And now I didn't drink. And then, you know, I've been through some some very sure. great situations yes, that, that I haven't drank. That's right. And I mean, I buried both my parents with, within a week. Yeah, you know, right. I didn't drink through that. Didn't drink through it. And I'm, I, right. I go through the ups and downs. You know, I go through the first wheel of life, you yeah. know, without having to take a drink, living life as a left hand. But I still am very well aware mm-hmm. that I'm a right-hander. It's out there. We got to pay just, attention to just, it. Just don't use it. All right. Well, can we come back next week and pay attention to it a little bit more? I love it, man. All right, man. Glenn, thanks so much. All right, Mikey. All right, talk to you. Have a great week, brother. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.